0: This is the day which the Lord hath made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Hello Metro FM family. This is your brother Jonathan again with DHL Ministries, Decisions, Habits, Lifestyle. Coming back to you again on this Sunday. Awesome week, amazing time. Hey, I've been challenged and I know you've been challenged too. The Word of God is dwelling in me richly because of your listening and because of this opportunity to share with you that I have to process and marinate and meditate on the Word of God to share with you. So don't think that I'm aside from these lessons. I'm not teaching down to anybody. We're learning together as we grow through this. And I pray that you're doing more and more to be equipped and positioned to hear from God as we get together. It's very consistent now. We're together on Wednesdays and on Sundays. Uh, we're blessed that Metro FM 94.5 is giving us this time slot, not only on the air, but that Radio Box has broadcast this out to the world, whoever would get Radio Box. We're also thankful for Anchor.tv, for DHL Ministries, uh, being able to podcast on there after we broadcast. Guys, all of these things coming together, it's just a matter of time. When you expose yourself to the Word of God, you will have the opportunity to glean or learn from or apply the lessons that you learn by the Word of God. You see, you either hear something from the Word of God that registers with what you've already experienced, or you are about to experience what the Word of God is saying when you hear it shared. If you have ears to hear and eyes to see and a heart willing to obey, you will get ahead of the lesson. You will apply the Word of God And you will avoid the temptations of the enemy. You'll see them coming and you'll be able to worship God in the midst of all of that. And that's where we want to be. That's called discipleship. And so when we get together every week, it is not just to find a new nugget to share with you guys or um, do some uh, old rendition of a certain story in the Bible and talk about the principles. Look, times are real right now, right? We are being challenged as a world. We are being challenged as communities, as cities, countries are being challenged. Uh, We're being challenged within our families, finances, and health, and all kinds of things. This This is not the day for Candy Christianity. This is time for all of us to do what God has always called us to do, and that's really get into the Word of God and apply this to our lives. This is more than a box you check on an election ballot to say what religion you are. It's more than a job application. It's, it's more than even wearing a cross on your neck or a bumper sticker on your car. And so I'm grateful for this venue to be able to share with you guys things that God is teaching me. Sometimes he teaches me ahead of the program. Other times I'm reading through it and I get the message as I'm sharing with you. So let's buckle up and get ready for what God has for us today. Amen. Last time we got together and you can, again, listen to this, join the WhatsApp group. I'll tell you at the end, you can get the notes, you can get the audio, all that stuff. But last time when we were together... We were talking about 2 Peter chapter 3, and we, we bit off a big chunk. We were in several verses at the beginning of chapter 3 in Second Peter. Wow, this is pretty cool. And um, sorry, I'm just getting something right now. <laughs> Hallelujah. Well, praise God. We're going to keep rolling with it. Thank you, Jesus amen amen just realized that there may have been a typo on the notes and i might have even misspoke but we're in second peter chapter three second peter chapter three and that's what we talked about last time we got together we're continuing on we talked on the first few verses um, about what false teachers would look like and of course i'm sure many of you can see the false teachings and the false teachers that are out there now a little more clearly than you could before and you may have even carefully considered some teachings you had come under. Now listen, the, there's a phrase, don't throw the water out or don't throw the baby out with the bath water. Don't throw the baby out with the bath water. It means the water's dirty, but the baby's still good, obviously. Um, if you have realized right now that you've come under some false teaching before or some ministries or people who have bent that way, or maybe you didn't see it and they were that way, realize this. What I had to realize also is I learned in the midst of all those camps. I won't endorse them or condone them anymore, but I learned because I was really seeking God. God will take care of you if you have been in the midst of these corrupted doctrines or these twisted things or or things you're not even sure about anymore because you've been reading the Bible for yourself. God will help you to glean from that experience. It's not the route that we would prefer people to go through, but because God loves you, he will correct and guide you. Just make sure that you're looking into the Word yourself, so that you can get hooked solid on God, not on cliches or expressions. Amen. So as we're moving forward, we talked about what false teachers would look about look like last time. Now I want to show you something here in Second Peter chapter three, Second Peter chapter three, verses eight and nine. Let's look at verses eight and nine in Second Peter chapter three. It says. But beloved, be not ignorant of this one thing, that one day is with the Lord as a thousand years, and a thousand years as one day. The Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some men count slackness, but is long-suffering to usward, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. Let's talk about this a little bit, family. Amen. The Amplified says, nevertheless, do not let this one fact escape you, beloved, that with the Lord one day is as a thousand years and a thousand years as one day. Verse nine in the Amplified says, the Lord does not delay and is not tardy or slow about what he promises, according to some people's conception of slowness. But he is long suffering or extraordinarily patient toward you, not desiring that any should perish. That all should turn to repentance. Now, I went ahead and I looked up some of the cross references that I want to share with you. They're again on the notes in the WhatsApp group. And so I want to share them with you so that you can dig a little deeper right there. Romans 2:4 says, Our or despiseth thou the riches of his goodness and forbearance and long suffering, not knowing that the goodness of God leadeth thee to repentance? And 1 Timothy 2.4 says, Who will have all men to be saved and to come unto the knowledge of the truth. And Revelation 2.21 says in the context of an uh, illustration here, and I gave her space to repent of her fornication, and she repented not. Let's talk about these three points right here, because this is really important. Not only unto salvation, for those of you who are listening and aren't sure if you're saved or want to inquire about how salvation occurs. God's goodness leads us to Repentance. God's goodness leads to repentance. People often ask, why does God allow these harmful things, these harmful people in this world? And it's hard to understand from a human being perspective, but God is long-suffering. I mean, we were doing things, arguably, in our lives that were causing damage to people and things around us, even if it just wasn't living up to who we're supposed to be because we didn't know who we're supposed to be. Whatever the case may be, Aside from that, many people were actually making decisions and um, doing different things in their positions of influence or authority, whether it be over your household, over your family, at your job, that you look back and regret. You realize that in my case, I was a, I was a real rascal, overbearing in my job place, um, prideful, uh, driving people, um, misusing my authority at work. And there were other things that I was doing in my personal life that are not acceptable. Even though the environment might have said this is okay or whatever, the the Bible now directs me in how to live and I can see those things clearly. So you may not be able to see those things clearly and you start to see them. But God's goodness, his long suffering, his patience despite us is why these things go on. Because people are in the midst of those actions and activities and they're, man, they're part of mankind. They're doing potentially some horrible things, but the goodness of God, that's how deep His goodness goes, His mercy goes. He wants to give everyone a chance to repent and to realize the kind of decisions they're making, what they're doing. And so He wants all men to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. So look at that and right there in 1 Timothy 2.4. He'll have all men to be saved, and to come unto the knowledge of the truth. You see, it's a progressive thing. It's an initial opening of your heart and acceptance of Christ into your life. That's what we call uh, conversion. It's through the ABCs often, through admitting and believing and confessing. And then on to discipleship, meaning to study more, to memorize, to meditate into the deeper truth of the Word of God and apply it to your life. The goal of God is not to make converts or people who are sorrowful for what they're doing. The God that we serve, the goodness of God and the mercy of God is to get us unto discipleship. That's the great commission. Through repentance and unto discipleship. Now repentance is an ongoing lifelong thing. The pride in us will tend to rise up when we're doing something amiss. And we'll want to hold on to that pride instead of let it go and be humbled and admit the things we're doing wrong or that we could be doing better. God gives us space to repent or turn from the things we're doing. And we need to respond and develop a pattern of responding to that um, space that he so willingly gives us. I was looking into this scripture because not only is it referring here to God's mercy when it comes to people who are not saved. He's extraordinarily patient to those of us who are saved. He wants us to grow into maturity, to develop and to prosper in Him, in the knowledge of Him, and become bold in speaking the Word of God, to have our prayers be effective and fervent to have us assured of our righteousness. I know, a little preachy, guys, but this is the reality. God wants us in discipleship. When you're in discipleship, you're assured of your salvation. You're confident of why you believe what you believe because you've searched it out yourself. Yes, we come under and we submit to the leadership God has afforded us through our pastors and the elders. We join a church and become part of the body or the ecclesia, the called out ones, so that we can have... Uh, growth and development and maturity within that body and understand all the relationship dynamics that God has for us in Christ. But we have a personal responsibility to become disciples. And that's the encouragement here is to encourage you in discipleship, to consider things well, to seek the word of God, to apply the word of God to your lives. God has a plan for your life. How many times have you heard that? You are valuable. God has a purpose for you. God created you. You're special. These are all true statements. The tactics of the enemy are so smooth and subtle that he uses the very things that appeal mostly to our flesh to distract us and get us into the wrong path. The way you can immunize yourself against that is by becoming a student of the Word of God, to become a disciple Someone who searches the scripture. Someone who looks for the application. Who is always refining their walk. Who appreciates that God's mercy is new every day, the Bible says. (laughs) He also loves us, so he corrects us. He only corrects the ones he loves or the ones he's committed to. So if you're receiving correction from God right now, praise God. Do what he's showing you to do or stop doing what he's showing you to stop doing. This is the Christian process. This is ongoing fruit of repentance in our lives, showing that we've got a greater conviction than even what the world gives. Back when the world was a little more moral in its code, um, Christians would still stand out from the society at whole, or at large as a whole. Because when you get closer to God, he starts to ask you more personal things. At first, it's just the basic guidelines of Christianity. We know in general what Christians do and what Christians don't do. And so we start to guard our walk. We don't want people seeing us coming out of that store or uh, buying that product. That's a little superficial, but it's a good start. But as we become encouraged and as we see examples and as we engage in fellowship and as we have Bible studies in homes instead of just in big buildings... As we have a discipleship where we have someone pouring their Christian life into our lives, and as we discover that we have something to offer a new convert, we pour our lives into their lives, we start to understand what God has for us. We walk in His power. We see from His perspective, and the things no longer move us emotionally. They no longer rule over us and dominate us. So as you're practicing Christianity, as you're applying the word of God, it is nearly impossible to be practicing unrighteousness. It is nearly impossible to be doing things that are contrary to the will of God because you're meditating and memorizing and sharing the word of God and your reputation or your testimony grows and people start to come to you for prayer because they see that you're serious. You start to not only refrain from the obvious things but you start to trim that and and refrain from more things that you feel would tarnish your testimony or disable your ability to talk to people about jesus furthermore the gentle voice of the lord will start to guide you and ask you to do things this is where God is guiding you into a deeper walk to do things. And when we don't do the things that he's shown us to do, that becomes sin to us. It becomes something that can start to separate us from his, the awareness of his presence. So guys, as the time evaporates, and as you listen to these lessons and consider them well, and I put them out to your raw so you can tell I'm a person, I'm not a performer. But get the message. Get the message. The message is... If you're lost, God wants you found right now. He's been looking for you. And we're going to do the ABCs and admit and believe and confess right now. If you are backslidden or unsure, go through this with me. And then we'll grow together. Here we go. A, admit you're a sinner. And pride creeps in. It's hard to admit you're a sinner. In general, it's hard to admit when you're wrong, when you've allowed pride to consume you. A, admit you're a sinner. Just talk to God right now. Just say, God, I admit I'm not living the life you called me to live. It's that simple. B, believe. And this isn't just the knowledge of who God is and his Christmas approaches to know the stories of Jesus. B means to trust and rely upon and depend upon him. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, And so God gave us a way back to be restored fully to Him. And yet oftentimes we still turn away from it. Just like God gave space to the woman to repent from her fornication and she repented not. God has given us all space. And right now is this space. If you want to believe in Him, just believe as much as you believe right now apply that. Say, God, I want to depend upon you. I want to believe in you. I want to trust in you right now. I want you to come into my life and change me and transform me and help me. And then see, confess, share this with someone else that you've done this. You can share it in transparency, you can share it briefly, you can share it with long testimony, but share it with someone and say, I need accountability, I need you to help me to grow. I've been listening to DHL Ministries on Metro FM through Radio Box twice a week, and I need more of that. Can you break it down for me? Or go to the YouTube and look at all the teachings there and the daily devotion we have there in DHL Ministries. There's a lot of resources Today is the day of salvation. If you want to join the WhatsApp group, call this number or write this number down. 260 97583 6324 260. Starting again, 260 97583 6324. I know one more time. Here we go. 260 97583 6324 and we'll send you the notes before this these messages are aired. We'll share the link to the podcast after it's aired so you can look at all the other podcasts as well. Um, there's a lot of resources guys. So today is the acceptable day of salvation. Today's the day to take your discipleship seriously. God has given you space. Now repent and turn back to him and develop and grow in him. Times are tough, but greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. You are more than a conqueror in Christ Jesus. I'll talk to you again soon. Take care.